Hey everyone, this is Karen, and you're listening to the Raising Tiny Disciples podcast, where parents receive encouragement in their daily journey to disciple their kids to be followers of Jesus. Discipleship isn't a program, it's a lifestyle. Now let's do this. Okay, welcome back to the podcast. This is day one of the Never Alone Parenting and the Power of the Holy Spirit Bible Study. So this is day one, session one. Uh, Jenny Cunyon, who is the author, uh, says this. She says, to begin, I think it will be helpful for us to ensure we have a solid understanding of the relationship between God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. She says the spirit isn't an added feature of our salvation. He is the power and comfort we receive through our faith in Christ. She says, mamas, when we put our trust in Jesus, we become connected to the Godhead. We become anointed by the Holy Spirit. Let's make sure we grasp the magnitude of this. So she is taking us to some verses and I'm going to read them to you um, quickly. And I'm reading out of the New Living Translation. Um, if you have another translation that you prefer, um, please feel free to look up these scriptures in your own um, time. But this is John chapter 14, verses 16 and 17. It says, And I will ask the Father, this is Jesus speaking, And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you know him because he lives with you now and later will be in you. So this is what, you know, he is telling his disciples at that time. And so we are going to move on to John chapter 16 and read verse 7. This is Jesus again speaking. He says, but in fact, it is best for you that I go away because if I don't, the advocate won't come. If I do go away, then I will send him to you. Okay, the next verse is Romans chapter 8, verse 11. Romans chapter 8, verse 11. And it says, the spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by the same spirit living within you. And then the last verse she references in this um, particular section is Titus chapter 3 and verse 5 says, He saved us, not because of the righteous things we had done, but because of His mercy. He washed away our sins, giving us a new birth and new life through the Holy Spirit. So she goes on to say, In the Old Testament, people or things were anointed as a sign and symbol of their being set apart by God for a specific purpose or task. The Old Testament leaves us with an anticipation of a different kind of anointing that would come with the Holy Spirit. Um, You know, back in the Old Testament, the um, people did not have access to the Holy Spirit like we do, that we have continual access to the Holy Spirit because He lives in in us, as Scripture says, as we just read. But in the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit would come 
upon certain people for a, for a certain purpose. Okay, so she goes on to say, in the New Testament, however, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit anointed Christians in a full, complete, and definitive manner. As she references Acts um, chapter 10, it says, when we are anointed by the Holy Spirit, we are set apart as holy to reflect the holiness of the Father in Christ, illuminated in our lives by the power of the Spirit. As a byproduct of us as parents, we gain the Spirit's wisdom and strength to help us lead and love the children He has entrusted to us. She says, my neglect of the Holy Spirit was primarily because I didn't understand his distinct and essential role in a flourishing faith. She says, the result, I had all of him, but he didn't have all of me. I, I can relate to this. This was my own experience as I um, told you. Okay, sorry about that. Um, that microphone uh, came uh, unattached from my shirt and fell down. So anyway, what I was saying was is that I can relate to what Jenny is saying right here. How um, she neglected basically the Holy Spirit because she doesn't she didn't really understand how he played a role in her life or how he was supposed to play a role in her life. And I was um, basically the same way. And um, in you know, in 2019, that's when I realized what was missing from my spiritual life. And I began to walk with the Holy Spirit for the first time. So um, going on, um, she asked a question. She says, what experiences have formed your opinion of or attitude toward the Holy Spirit? She said, this is really important. Take some time to reflect and, um, you know, you can write, write it down or journal um, your answer. She says, if you're someone who has a deeply personal and trusting friendship with the Holy Spirit, recognize this is a precious and even rare gift because I've had enough conversations with Christian women to know that many of us are comfortable with God the Father and God the Son, but we assume God the Spirit is reserved for the for the extremes, either the super spiritual or the super strange. All right, and she wants us to read in um, John. We're going back to John uh, chapter 16, verses 5 through 7. All right, here's Jesus again. He says, but now I am going away to the one who sent me and not one of you is asking where I am going. Instead, you grieve because of what I have told you. But in fact, it is best for you that I go away because if I don't, the advocate won't come. All right, this is the verse we read previously, right? If I do go away, then I will send him to you. All right, and she asked a question here. She said, why did Jesus say it was it was for our good why is it for our good that he goes away okay so just kind of think about that and reflect on that she says the helper or the advocate is of course the holy spirit but the disciples couldn't fathom how jesus could say such a thing how could it ever be to our advantage or for our good that you go away and only leave us with your spirit um you see jesus was God with us. But the Holy Spirit is God in us. Jesus wasn't giving them less of him. He was giving them even more. 
All right, and now she wants us to turn to Romans again. We're going to go back and visit Romans chapter 8, verses 9 through 11. It says, But you are not controlled by your sinful nature. You are controlled by the Spirit, if you have the Spirit of God living in you. And remember that those who do not have the Spirit of Christ living in them do not belong to Him at all. And Christ lives within you. So even though your body will die because of sin, the Spirit gives you life because you have been made right with God. The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, He will give life to your mortal bodies by the same Spirit living within you. All right, and so she asks a question. What did the Spirit of God do? And where does the same Spirit of God live now? In this teaching on the life-giving Spirit, Paul emphasized that if you have put your trust in Christ, you belong to God and have the Holy Spirit dwelling in you. A Spirit-filled life is your new birthright in Christ. So everything... Everything God would call the disciples to do would be fueled by the power of God inside of them, right? And so everything God has commissioned you to do as a parent is meant to be carried out in the resurrection power of His Spirit. The Holy Spirit's power is absolutely essential to our ability to parent our children with God's transforming love. So parents, if you are trying to parent in your own power and that's just not working out for you, which it probably isn't, um, and I myself have tried that, you know, before, um, it just doesn't work. And, and it's because we are supposed to pa parent in the power of the Holy Spirit. So what else does the Spirit, the Holy Spirit do? He guides us, comforts us, counsels us, fills us with hope and joy, gives us life and peace, strengthens us in our inner being, communicates through us, prays for us, leads us in truth, empowers us to fight sin, illuminates scripture, and advocates for us before the Father. He gives us supernatural gifts to build up the church and glorify God in our homes. He reminds us that absolutely nothing in all this world is better than Jesus. He glorifies Christ. This and still more is what we'll discover in the in the weeks ahead. So she asked this question, what surprises you most about the scope of the Holy Spirit's work? Basically in all of those things that we that I just went over. And what do you expect will be of most benefit in this season of parenting? She says, I'm so excited about what God is going to do in through and around us as we grow in deeper knowledge, dependence, and love of His Spirit. So that is the end of session one. I hope that it sparks some questioning in you guys, some, some thoughts to meditate on. Um, go back and revisit those scriptures and just really meditate on those and, uh, you know, who the Holy Spirit is and how the Holy Spirit is going to work through you as you parent in everyday life. Please um, stay tuned for um, the next episode, which will be coming soon. Thanks for listening to the Raising Tiny Disciples podcast. Keep tuning in each week to get encouragement to confidently disciple your kids in everyday life.